Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day of the week. Only about 13 minutes, but that allows us to get into God's Word every single day of the week. And that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we can fit that short time almost every day into our busy schedules. Share these short studies with everybody you can. Encourage them to get into God's Word every single day of the week with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. And you can share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But by doing so, you may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study, and this is probably one you never expected. And yet I think it's one that we really ought to give some real attention to because it is realistic. I've said many times that the devil, he's so skillful in what he does, but he doesn't go around hanging up signs, hey, I'm the devil in your life. Or listen, I want to I want to lead you to hell. I want to lead you to eternal condemnation. No, he he tries to make sin look righteous. He tries to make bad look good and he tries to make righteousness look either silly or just downright unrighteous. He tries to turn everything upside down and backwards. If he can shade the truth enough to get somebody into a position of error or disobedience to God's teachings, then he's won. Very skillful. Again, so deceptive. And that's one of his his greatest tools, deceiving people into thinking something is right when it's actually wrong that something is good when it's actually sinful, that something maybe even is godly when it's ungodly. Well, the devil doesn't have to make people into atheists to lead them to eternal condemnation in hell. He just has to lead them in whatever subtle or effective ways he can to be disobedient to God's teachings. And then he's won. Have you ever thought, about the devil having some favorite sermons? (laughs) You think, what? The devil doesn't want sermons. What do you mean sermons? The devil doesn't want us to be listening to sermons. Oh, yeah, I think he does. Certain kinds of sermons. Sermons that he would say, I like that one. Now, you might say, what? The devil would like a sermon? Oh, yeah, he would like certain sermons. What would be some of the devil's favorite sermons? Well, he does not mind preaching that much. We've got preaching going on all over the place. And a whole lot of church buildings that claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, believers in God. But they're teaching a whole lot of different things that contradict one another from church building to church building, church to church, religious group to religious group. They're not in harmony with one another. Now, that's a problem in itself. Well, you see, the devil does not mind preaching that much. In fact, I, as I said, I believe there are sermons the devil likes. Now, there's power in the Word of God when it is taught truly and effectively. 
In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the apostle Paul wrote, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so there's the power of God to salvation within the word of God, within the gospel message of forgiveness and redemption and salvation that God sent his son into this world to bring to mankind. There's power there in God's word. The Hebrews writer puts it this way in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Oh, the word of God is powerful, the Hebrews writer says, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it's capable of piercing all the way to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. And God's word is so powerful that it can teach us the difference between right and wrong, and it helps us to see the true intents of our heart and thoughts of our mind. Oh, yes. Jesus said in John chapter 12 and verse 48 that if we reject his words, there is one that judges us. The word that he has spoken will judge us in the last day. So the power of God within his words to judge us as to eternal life or eternal condemnation. Are we living by those words, those teachings? Well, what would be one of the devil's favorite sermons in response to what we have just talked about? A sermon that taught false doctrine. A sermon that teaches error when it comes to God's word that, and again, it does not have to turn a person into an atheist. It just has to cloud or twist or misshape the truth of God's word. We see that kind of reality being warned against by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Galatian Christians in Galatians chapter 1. Notice what he says. There had been some false teachers who had come into the congregations in Galatia. They were teaching error. They were leading the people, or at least trying to lead the Christians in those congregations away from the truth of God's teachings. And so Paul begins by saying in verse 6 of Galatians chapter 1, I marvel that you, are, that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. So Paul said there are some teachers out there among you who are twisting the gospel. They're teaching to you a different gospel than what you have have believed and obeyed. And Paul says, that's not the true gospel. Whenever you change God's word, it's no longer God's word. Whenever you change the gospel, it's not the gospel any longer. He goes on and he says in verse 8, but 
even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Accursed. He goes on and he says, as we have said before, so now I say again. If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. So first, Paul lays out a supposition, you know. He just lays out a scenario that says, even if an angel from heaven came and preached a different gospel to you than what you have been told already, taught already, what you have already believed and obeyed, let that angel be accursed. Now, that's, that's a, you know, a supposition just by way of illustration. He's not suggesting that that would happen. But he says then, if any man or any one preaches a different gospel than what you have been taught, let him be accursed. You've been taught the truth. Anything else is not the truth. But you see, the devil, oh, he likes sermons that teach other than the truth. He likes sermons that teaches falsehood because those can be used to lead people away from faithfulness to God, away from obedience to God. And in some cases, down the road somewhere, can lead them to become absolutely disbelievers in God. We need to be careful. We need to understand that we need to really know what God's word says in truth so that we can recognize when error is being taught. So the apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, study or be diligent to present yourself approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling and applying, understanding correctly the word of truth, God's word. Look at Romans chapter 16, Romans chapter 16, and let's read verses 17 and 18. And here, the apostle Paul wrote this. I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. Now, what does that word doctrine mean? We've talked about it many times in these today's Bible class studies. It simply means teaching. And so Paul says, brethren, now he's writing this to Christians in Rome. He says, I want you to note, I want you to be aware, I want you to recognize those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the divisions of where? Divisions where? How? What? Within the church. Those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine, the teachings of Christianity, which you have learned and avoid them. See, Paul is emphasizing the importance of true doctrine of correct teaching. And he says, somebody comes and he's teaching something other than what you have already been taught as the truth of God's word, you avoid that person. Don't listen to them. Do not get taken in because that 
can lead ultimately to your going off into error yourself. And doing so means you're not walking with God in faithfulness on a consistent basis. Well, we've laid out the thoughts here, the basic premise of this line of thought and study. The devil's favorite sermons. And the first one we're dealing with is any sermon that teaches false doctrine or error from a spiritual perspective. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us your word to guide us in the truth of your will and your instruction for our lives so that as we live according to those teachings, we can look forward with confidence to being with you in heaven. Please help us to understand your word accurately, correctly, truly, and to live by those teachings faithfully, Father. And help us to help others to do the same. Please, Father, please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.